tribe and welcome to another episode of the Faye Jones Live podcast. This is your host, Faye Jones, and today we're going to talk about the power of learning. You heard me right now. I'm not going to be teaching you about techniques. I am rather going to be talking to you, person who's around my age, we're middle age, older age, we are done with high school, we've probably been doing a career for a while. And you may think you know all you need to know, that you've learned all you need to learn. You don't need to obtain any additional education, and you're good with what you got. That's for the young folks. I want to compel to you that that is the wrong mindset. Because if we say to have the mind of Christ, which is what this podcast is all about, is learning how to adopt the mind of Christ, which is what the study of psychology is in reality, um, we're going to have to come to terms with the fact that the Bible teaches us to be lifelong learners. And you may say, Faye, okay, you're stretching scriptures again. How on earth does the Bible tell us to be lifelong learners? Well, you know, I want to quote the words of Jesus when he said for that we are to be his disciples and we are to go throughout the whole world and make additional disciples. That word in the Hebrew is Talmud, which means disciple or student. Believe it or not, that word is used 269 times in the Old Testament. Then we have the word also wise or skilled, which means you have obtained knowledge, you studied something, you obtained the knowledge, and you know how to use and apply the knowledge. That word shakam, which means wise or skilled, is used 148 times in the Old Testament. But don't worry, I got you. I'm going to the New Testament as well. In the New Testament, we have the word mathis, which is the word out of which the word math or mathematician is derived from. And it also means disciple or learner and this word is used 161 times in the new testament so we have over 700 times that words that tell us be a disciple which means essentially to be a student to learn to gain wisdom to gain skills is used over 700 times. So how is it that we can sit here and say that we are done learning? And this podcast, it, it's not just admonition, but it is a warning to the older generation here in the United States over the world. Because we have entered a new revolution that we have not seen since the Industrial Revolution. It is a technology revolution that is going to change the way everything is done here in the world. And I'm not here to argue whether it's demonic or not. I'm not even here to argue whether God's behind it or not. 
What I am here to tell you is these changes are happening whether we like it or not. And we must be wise and we by obtaining insight, understanding, knowledge about how these changes are going to affect our world. We must learn what these new technologies are, how they work, how to use them, how not to use them. We must learn how that's going to affect our current industry, our current jobs, the way we do life. Because if you think that just because, and and I'm going to speak here not just about the topic of AI, but I'm just talking about all digital technology, period. If you think our government is not going to adopt that, if you think our jobs are not going to adopt that, I have a newsflash for you. It's already happening. I've been doing a little experiment myself. For the last two weeks, I, I, I have been engaging in job seeking. I updated my resume and uploaded it to those job websites, and I made it discoverable to where other employers could find me and send me job opportunities. can't tell you how many emails I have gotten for job offers where in the description of the job, the employer says that as part of the job benefits, they are going to provide you with AI-powered tools to help you get your job done more effectively and have all of the support that you need to succeed in your career at that place of employment. At least two out of every five invites to apply for a job has that in there. So where am I getting at with this? You will not be able to run from it. So fear-mongering technology, going to hide under a cave, unless you plan on going off the grid 100%, which means getting rid of all electronics, having no internet access, no cell phone, no computers, no electronics whatsoever. And you are going to go back to living in a world pre-electricity, pre-technology, pre, and when I mean technology, I mean pre-digital technology. Then it is safe to say, not only have you already been using these new technologies out of which this new revolution that's getting ready to take place that is far bigger than the industrial revolution, I'm going to call it the digital revolution, uh, you're going to have to stop fearing it and actually understand it. And again, by saying this, I am not saying that, that this technology is godly. I'm not saying that it is holy. I am not denying that there are some elements of it that are downright scary and that can be very detrimental for society. I am not denying any of that. What I am saying, though, is it is vital to understand the tactics of the enemy. You know yourself, and that's great. But when you understand the tactics of the enemy, how he's going to deploy things, we can be on the offense instead of the defense. We will know how to pray, how to intercede, how to prepare our children. We will know how to pray and ask God to guide us into 
how to use this technology in our workplace or how to warn our employer how how to use it or avoid it in our businesses we will get downloads from heaven strategies that will deploy against the plans of the enemy to advance the kingdom of heaven but if we choose to do like the ostrich and hide our head in the sand in order not to see what's going on we are not going to be prepared we will not be able to advance the kingdom of god we need to be lifelong learners but not just learners when it comes to college education, mathematics, and, and, and different things of those subjects. We also need to be lifelong of what's going on in the world. Understand that learning doesn't mean adopting. Because a lot of the times when we mention the word learning, people automatically think that that means adopting something, condoning something, being in favor of something. And learning about something doesn't mean that we're necessarily in favor of it. Learning is the act of seeking to understand something so that we can make educated decisions about that particular subject matter. So, for instance, if I want to learn about the conversations that are going around the whole situation of gender dysphoria, I am sorry, I am not going to go to a pastor to understand what the life of people who are dealing with gender dysphoria is like, nor am I going to go to a pastor to get some insight on what gender dysphoria is, because I'm going to be real real. And, and I am not bashing on the church, but this is just a fact. It's a reality. And we need to be sent to it. We as a church are experts in giving opinions of things we have not researched, we have not studied, we have not done our due diligence in. And this is affecting us because, frankly, when it comes time to contend for our faith, when it comes time to engage in apologetics, the only remark we have is, because the Bible says so. Because God says so. Come on. Where in the Bible do we see that example? Do we not see the Apostle Paul eloquently rebuttal and contend for the faith? Jesus does the same thing. They didn't go and say, well, because the Bible says so. Because God says so. We have to level up. So when it comes to the topic of gender dysphoria, I'm not going to go to a pastor. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the DSM-5, and I'm going to learn what is the official diagnosis of gender dysphoria, what does the, the world of psychology categorize that at, how does it determine that diagnosis. And then I'm going to go to the people who are actually dealing with gender dysphoria and i want to hear the stories i want to hear how did it start what thoughts what lifestyle were they engaged in or exposed to that could have led to that because from a believer's point of view we know that all of this is driven by spiritual forces and it is not simply a psychology thing but there's a spiritual aspect to this as well and guess what hearing the stories observing the people who are currently dealing with this issue gives me insight 
And now, by being an avid studier of the word, and knowing what God has to say, and having a relationship with the Holy Spirit, I already had that revelation from God, but now being able to understand their perspective, where they're coming from, their experience, allows me to engage with them in a conversation in a way that they can understand, and in a way that could bring enlightenment or insight as to their situation with the end goal that eventually they could receive deliverance and freedom because some do not want to be that way and some are being convinced that they're that way but they're really not but in order to be able to provide them with insight and knowledge that will bring forth deliverance and transformation I cannot go in there with the simple answer because the Bible says so. That is the equivalent of parents saying, because I said so. I have yet to meet a single child or a teenager. And I want you to look back even at yourself. When you were growing up, if you ever accepted a because I said so from your parents, you wanted to know why. Because not because you were trying to be rebellious, not because you were trying to be defiant, but because you were trying to understand. Countless times in Proverbs, the word tells us to gain understanding. That part of having wisdom is having understanding. That it is having knowledge that we know how to apply. And look at this. If we know that the words in the Bible that are used for learning are Talmud, Sharkam, and Mathesis, then, and that those words means disciple, student, wise, skilled, and learner. Let's look at what our dictionary says those words mean. Because a student is a person who studies or investigates. It is a person who is attentive and a systematic observer. Let's be frank. How many of you consistently study and investigate? How many of you attentively and systematically observe things? Or do you just open YouTube let somebody tell you whatever they want to tell you about a topic and you take it as truth. But when was the last time you went to the source of something to actually verify for yourself whether that is true or not? Because again, in the body of Christ, we've gotten into this habit of just taking everything everybody tells us is truth, every conspiracy theory, every video, every podcast that comes out there because they speak it in tongues and they shake their head a little bit. But we're not using the discernment and the wisdom to discern the spirits and to get down to the bottom of things. And what we're doing is we're actually spreading the lies of the enemy, spreading the agenda of the enemy, and putting the body of Christ further back. Because in a time frame when we need to be getting prepared before everything shifts into that point of no return that we're getting ready to head into and that God has already been speaking is not going to turn around. 
we are delaying people and causing them to be ill-prepared so that when trouble comes, they will be clobbered by it because they were not wise and seek cover. And you see, understanding when that word, when the Bible says the wise seek trouble and take cover, it doesn't necessarily mean that they go and hide. See, Joseph was wise and he took cover, but he didn't take cover by hiding. He took cover by being proactive. He knew that Egypt was, he knew the interpretation of the dream. He knew that Egypt was going to experience a season of prosperity and a season of famine, and that the season of prosperity was to prepare for the famine. So Joseph, therefore, prepared for the famine during the season of the fat cows. He took cover. So when trouble came, when the famine came, Egypt nor his household were affected by that famine because because why? Because they have more than enough in the storehouse to weather that season. And because they were prepared, because they took cover, not only were they able to weather the storm, but they were feeding other nations. And as a result, Egypt became one of the, one of, if not the wealthiest nation to exist at that time. So I'm going to challenge you on that. Let's look at what the word disciple means. You see, it's one who accepts and assists in spreading the teachings of another. Whose teaching are you spreading? Because if you're talking about a subject which you have not researched, which you have not studied, which you have not gone to God to get revelation and insight from, you you are teaching your own ideas, your own will, or the agenda of the enemy. I'm going to challenge all of us. Before we go off advocating for something or teaching or something, let's go to God and ask God, what is your perspective on this thing? Where do you stand on this thing? What do I need to do about this thing? Instead of just letting somebody else's opinion be the thing that sways us. And, and, and this I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about everything. It says the word instructs us to test every spirit, to filter everything through the word of God. So where do we get this mindset that this is, that we just get to spread whatever we want? We need to, before we even open our mouth and give an opinion on something, we need to go to God. And we need to also do our due diligence to make sure that we're not accepting and assisting in spreading a teachings of another who isn't Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that is not the kingdom of heaven. Look at what the word wise means. Having or showing wisdom or knowledge, usually from learning or experiencing. Marked by deep understanding, keen discernment, and a capacity for sound judgment. How are we to have discernment if we're not seeking God about the issue? How are we going to be marked by deep understanding and a capacity for sound judgment and knowledge if we're not seeking to learn or understand the thing, if we're not seeking to experience that thing, and by experiencing things, 
Do not get it twisted because I'm not saying go out into the world and experience sin in order for you to know what sin is. So don't think I'm giving you a green light to go sin. What I am saying is, again, like going back to the issue that I brought up with gender dysphoria, if I want to understand what a person with gender dysphoria experiences and how they think, I don't go to a pastor to ask that question. I go to a person with gender dysphoria and I hear them. I observe them. I experience being in their presence and that gives me insight and understanding and a capacity to discern and have a deep understanding about how that person thinks, how they communicate, how they view the world, how they are motivated to make their decisions, etc. It also talks about being skilled. Skilled is having acquired a mastery in something such as a technique or a trade or accomplished with trained abilities. In other words, you have the know-how on how to do something, and when you put yourself to work, you can deliver results in that area. And I'm going to say this, and I know it may sound offensive to some of y'all, and at this point, I'm going to be very honest with you, I am not going to apologize if it does offend you. But how is it that people who barely know how to turn on a computer have a whole lot of opinions about the digital world and technology that they don't even know how to use? It's kind of like me going to my brain, a brain surgeon and telling the brain surgeon how to do a job that I've never done, that I've never even gone to school for, and that the only thing that I know is that the brain, it's inside this little shell made a bone that's called a skull and that it sits on the top of my head now if you and let me get this because i'm not discounting discernment and revelation from the holy spirit about a certain thing or a situation but i think it is important for us to understand and get real clear on the fact that not everyone that discernment and that wisdom from Holy Spirit. And the reason I know this to be true, it's because there is so many people that when you try to have an insightful and educated conversation about a topic, not with the desire to create an argument or, or fight, but rather to gain understanding and expand on the knowledge to see what knowledge they have that is different from the knowledge that I have, they're not able to say, well, I went on this platform, I experimented with this particular thing, I built this thing and I used this thing. No, I was watching a video from so-and-so who heard from so-and-so who heard from so-and-so who also heard from so-and-so that this thing was bad. I want you to tell me where in the scriptures do we ever find Jesus saying that we base our opinions on what we hear through the grapevine. Because when we're getting information from so-and-so who got it from so-and-so who got it from so-and-so who got it from so-and-so, and we are not going to the source, 
That is a form of gossip and misinformation. And that is actually, for the conservative people, that is exactly what we were accusing the left from doing and the liberal media. But here we are, the body of Christ, doing the same thing. And I have to bring a stern correction into this because the scriptures warn us greatly about this. In fact, it tells us that it is foolish to speak our mouths and give our opinions on a matter in which we have no understanding or no knowledge in. The, the, the scripture goes as far as to say that that is a fool spreading its folly. And we tend to do that not just with with news and technology or anything, but we tend to also do that with people. We hear something in the rumor mill about somebody said that somebody said that this person did this or that or the other. And before we actually take the time to investigate the matter for ourselves and to get to the truth of the matter to see whether that information is accurate or not, we're already issuing and stating out our own opinions. And we're murdering people with our mouths. We're murdering people with our actions in the name of being self-righteous. But we have nothing to back it up with. Now, if you tell me that the Holy Spirit revealed this to you, then I'm going to say, okay, well, then let's pray about this. Let's get confirmation about this. Because when the Holy Spirit speaks, take that to the bank. It's going to cash. When the Holy Spirit speaks, when there is revelation from God, what God says will come to pass. And let's look at what the word learner means. Because it means one that learns, a person who acquires knowledge or new skills, and one who studies or takes instruction. And if the Bible is telling us over 700 times, that we must be learners, that we must be people with skills and knowledge and wisdom and discernment, and that we must be disciples and students, and that this should be a lifelong pursuit of it. Then that means this is a skill we should be applying to everything. We should be studying, investigating, being attentive, and systematically observing everything around us. We shouldn't be taking anything as fact unless we have thoroughly seek the matter out for, our, for ourselves. It doesn't matter how holy or how righteous that person that is speaking to us may seem to be. Because the Apostle Paul Considering that he was an anointed and powerful man of God, and it was evident that the Holy Spirit was with him, and the Bereans still, after the Apostle Paul would speak, would go home and search the scriptures to make sure that Paul was preaching was what was in the scriptures. How many of you go and watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast, including mine? or read a blog post, or a social media post, or go to church on Sunday or Wednesdays or Saturdays or whatever day of the week you go to church, and then sit down home and seek the scriptures to see if what that person taught you aligns with the word of God. 
How many of you have tested the Spirit? How many of you have said, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, where does where do you stand on this matter? We don't do that. And so I am admonishing, but I am also encouraging you, be a lifelong learner. Learn to love learning. Learn to love correction. Learn to love seeking understanding. Because that's where conviction kicks in. Conviction is nothing more than a deep understanding inside of us that we know, that we know, that we know, that we have heard the truth, that we have heard that revelation, and we know it to be true, even if it's not tangibly in front of us. And it is because of that conviction in us, because of knowing that even though we have not seen Jesus Christ face to face, that we have not seen heaven face to face. We know that heaven is real. We know that hell exists. We know that Jesus Christ is our Savior. And we know that life doesn't end when we pass away from this mortal body, but that it actually begins because we transition from a physical existence into an eternal and spiritual existence. And it is because we have that deep, knowing and understanding in us because we have received revelation knowledge and understanding because we have observed we've been attentive we've studied we've had experience we've had discernment nothing or no one deviates us from that that we believe and it doesn't matter what other shinier and and better looking things show up we do not walk away from that y'all know i love you and i want you to take your spiritual life as well as as your mental health and, and your knowledge because that is how you you prosper to a next level we have a goshen to build there is no time to waste stop paying attention to trivial things and getting caught up on the fear mongering and on the fear train and sticking your head in the sand when you need to be actively building. This is not a time to sit on our hands. This is a time to build. This is a time to prepare. So with that said, we've reached the end of the podcast. As always, I want to continue the conversation. Visit my podcast, fayjoneslive.com forward slash podcast. You can send a message through the Spotify platform or you can visit my blog, fayjoneslive.com forward slash blog. In there, you can find this episode and write your comments in, in the comment section. You can also email me, hit me up on social media, tell me. What are your honest thoughts on this? And and you don't have to agree with me. I want to hear your honest thoughts on everything about this podcast. Did you learn anything? Did it change your perspective in anything? Is there anything you want to challenge me in? I welcome that conversation. Let's keep that conversation going. And again, and if you are one of these people, you say, you know what? I want to be a lifelong learner, but there are mindset issues that I recognize after listening to this podcast that are affecting my ability to see 
how to move forward and I want to get rid of those mental blocks, I'm going to encourage you to schedule some one-on-one coaching with me. I'll be more than happy to help you identify what are those limiting beliefs and those mental blocks that are stopping you from going to the next level that God has for you. Just go to fayjoneslife.com forward slash coaching and I'll be more than happy to assist you. So with that said, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Till the next episode, have a blessed day.